typical stall tactics by Matt Rory. You want to hear anything else? Uh, what else do you have? Do you have, uh, can I get a little practice? Uh, I got to find those clips hey, again. I got, I got Ray Lewis. Because I'm pissed off for greatness. You asked if I wanted to hear something, man. You got to some of the consequences of that question. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess I was just done. Uh, yeah, I'm very wrong. Okay, here we are. This is Careless Whispers. That's what that saxophone music was at the beginning. If you're unaware of what that is, you should go Google Careless Whisper with no S. And you're not going to find us. Just go listen to the whole song and come back a better person. And then listen to this show. We are on CLNS Radio. My name is Matt Rury, and Calvin Chamberlain is the other voice you heard tonight. We will be discussing plenty of NFL topics, and you can call us at 323-642-1484 if you would like to discuss those topics with us. You can tweet at me. Huh? Yep, that's how they say it these days. The kids are doing the Twitters. At Team Green Truth. There I am. That's me right there in the photo on the big screen. Nope. Lying again. Uh, Calvin, say something. Yes, sir. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Are we having technical difficulties? I'm confused. No, I just wanted you to say something. Oh, okay. Well, you were in the middle of uh, talking about the Team Green Truth thing and mm-hmm. the... I remained silent. Well, then I threw it to you abruptly. You did, in a, but you threw it to me in a manner that made me think that we were having technical difficulties. But it turns out we're not. So great news, everybody. I fooled everybody. you, didn't I? You totally fooled me. <clears throat> so, yeah. it's another it's another NFL uh, week here on Coast Whispers. Is the point? Um, what is the most important? position in the NFL would you say as far as a on the field player is concerned um, long snapper that's very interesting you like special teams do you I think I'm that's a that's an important that. phase of the game I mean you said most important yes yeah long snapper most important is the most important player on the on the roster of a football team in your mind? Well, that's him, man. All you left with are short snaps. Cannot have short snaps. Okay, well, let me rephrase my question. What is the cliche most important position on an NFL football team? Uh, is it quarterback, Ray? It is quarterback, Calvin. You got one. Good job. Congratulations. Nice. Nice. Do I, I, don't, I still need a... You know what? The, the thing about me is that when I get on this show, I have so many good ideas, and then I don't follow up with them. Like if I had like a, a ding sound or something, instead I will just give you... Anything possible! Okay. Um, it is quarterback. The reason yes? I... What? You don't have that yes sound anymore? Uh, no, I don't. It's... It's been it's been months. Like whenever we switched over to this new platform, yeah. I just brought over a few different things, and I think we need to go back in the archives and figure out where all my damn files are. Um, but the point of me asking you that question is not to 
be a cliche or to test your knowledge of cliches. It is because we are going to be talking about multiple quarterbacks that are in the headlines and none really for good reasons. Uh, I mean, this first one could be argued that it's, it's a good reason, but the headlines on, on this guy have been mostly negative. So after that, we're going to touch on a couple of big name quarterbacks that, uh, got injured and really bad, bad injuries here to start the season in the preseason. But we start out in San Francisco. So you have probably heard a lot more about this than I have being a resident of California, me being on the other side of the country here. Colin Kaepernick is sitting down for the national anthem and is taking a a vocally political stance on, on this saying that if, uh, it, basically, if, if racial tension and things don't improve uh, in the country, he's, he's not going to he's not going to start standing for the national anthem. That's that's what I've been gathering from the headlines, and that's what it's what it seems as though the media is portraying this situation as. Uh, is that accurate, as far as you know it? Right. I have a direct quote from Colin Kaepernick that I'll read and uh, ask you for a reaction to. So to set it up a little bit here. Okay. So uh, yeah. He uh, apparently has not been standing for any of the national anthems uh, for the first three preseason games. Nobody noticed the first two weeks. After the third week, uh, he was caught clearly not standing, and he was asked about it. Colin Kaepernick, on why he chose to sit during national anthem of week three of preseason, he says, people don't realize what's going on in this country. There's a lot of things that are going on that are unjust. People aren't being held accountable for, and that's something that needs to change. That's something that this country stands for. Freedom, liberty, and justice for all. And that's not happening for all right now. Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like with all of the, the negative attention that is surrounding this country right now, whether it be political or whether it be racial or just straight-out violence for no reason, just senseless acts, uh, I, I can't argue with his with his sentiment and that's where I'm going with this one uh, I'm going to back Colin Kaepernick on this if, if anybody out there thinks he's not being patriotic or that he is turning away from his country or he's a coward these are the, some of the articles I I read a, a few different random sites no, none, no reputable sites are really reporting anything substantial on this but everybody's got their opinion out there and a few of the articles I said were really spitting this in a bad light. So uh, I'm going to say that that he has every right to do this. It's not a requirement to stand. And, and he he's taking a stance, and it's it's obvious it, it, it's that it's something that, that is important to him, and he has every right to do that. So. And I, I don't see any reason that that people could think that he's wrong. Like if he if he was if he were doing that for for a reason that is very clearly uh, false or, or something, if he was just out there spouting lies, then that would be one thing. But he's standing up for something that's very real in this country right now, and that's that's his prerogative. He's so as far as I'm concerned, let him sit, let him let him lay down, let him walk to the locker room if he has to. I don't think there's anything in the rules that say all players must be present on the field at that time. What if he's got to use the bathroom or something, you know? Like, it's it's pretty ridiculous that people are taking something like this and, and blowing it up into a big story and now 
saying that that Kaepernick is under under heat and under fire, and the 49ers are going to have a difficult decision on whether they should play him or not because of this. And that's one thing that I saw today as well. And to me, that's the most ridiculous thing that I saw because ultimately it should just come down to whether the guy can play on the field or not. Who cares what he's saying in, in, in the media and what his political stances are. If he can get it done on the field, play him. If he can't, cut him. That's, that's all there is to it. This should have nothing to do with that. Rory. Yeah. My, my opinion on, in this, on the situation is kind of complex. So let me, let me, uh, throw out a couple of prefaces there. I, in, in principle, I agree with what you're saying. I do, you know, I do believe this is a free country. It's a stupid sentence to say, but I said it anyway. This is, this is a free country. Okay. Because the, I'll, you know, I've been hearing a lot of sports talk radio and a lot of, like, articles come out, and they seem to be uh, basically saying one or two simple points. And I, I've kind of been annoyed that nobody is, is making uh, what I would think would be the obvious point, but literally I haven't seen this anyway. But so point one, yes, Colin Kaepernick has the right to say whatever he wants, to stand up or not stand up uh, for the uh, national anthem. That's part of what makes this country great or or not great, how you know, depending on how you look at it. The ability to not see this country as great is also part of like what makes America America. You don't have to necessarily think everything's great or even good. I don't I, I'm not this like gung ho patriot guy, yeah, he's just disrespecting our country. It's like not every uh, not everything that happens here is great, not everything that happens anywhere is great. You have the right to think whatever you want about that. Okay. And I even support the notion, again, that he has the right to not stand for the national anthem. If, but my, my, my problem with this situation is whenever this comes up in other situations, okay, it's like people don't have to, to stand behind that idea. In other words, either you're going to argue that someone uh, has the right to, to take a position, uh, or you're not. You can't just decide that someone has the right to take a position when you agree with them, and when you disagree with them, decide that, no, they don't have the right to say that statement, and we should do something about getting them kicked off the team or punishment. It seems to go back and forth between, and I, I hate to get political here, but I'm going to. I, it goes, it, but I'm going to do it on both sides here, because it goes back and forth between liberals and conservatives in, in terms of, of playing this card of uh, of, like, the guy has the right to, as an American, to do whatever he wants versus, uh, yeah, he has that right under the government, but he doesn't have the right as an employee of the 49ers, which we'll, we'll get to in a moment. Do you want to you have anything to say here? Do you want me to go on? Um, just that if you're, if you're, if you're going to go and, and sort of say that he should be doing, being with his teammates and doing what his team uh, is doing and, and all that, I'm not going to buy it. So that's all. Okay, well let me uh, no no let me let me clar- clarify what I'm what I'm saying. I don't I don't uh, I'm not making the argument that I've heard some players make, uh, which is that uh, like oh camaraderie is more important and uh, and blah blah blah. I'm not making that argument. Okay, I'm making a separate argument, which again is okay. Let me let me give you a hypothetical. Let's let's say Colin Kaepernick did the exact same thing. Okay, he didn't he didn't stand for the national anthem. All right, and then and then when he was approached about it after the game, he said, 
uh, I don't want to stand for a national anthem in a, in a country where gays are allowed to marry. All right? Let's say he said that. Would, would the same people who were, who were speaking loudly for his right to say whatever he wants, would, would, would they still be making the same statement? No, oh, he doesn't have to stand for the national anthem. He doesn't that gay should marry. Do you, you think they'll be playing out the exact same way with the exact same people? Or would they be saying the Niners need to cut this guy immediately? This is, this is what I'm kidding at. Which is no, you're right. You're at, no, you're absolutely right. The media would be going crazy on this. And, I mean, I'm, I'm one for freedom of speech and uh, gestures and whatever you can, you can do up to the line of violence. And as long as it doesn't cross that line of, of violence, then I'm all for freedom of speech and if thinking whatever you want and having your own opinions and making them heard in whatever venue you, you, can, you can get that done in. If somebody's going to listen to what you have to say, like all of you wonderful people are listening to us right now, then, then that's take your venue and, and spout whatever it is that you, you think. So I would not be one of those people flip-flopping, but I know where you're get, what you're getting at here, and I, th- I think you're absolutely right. You can't have it both ways. And yeah. there, while the, while there would be there would be people clamoring for his head in that situation, there would also be other people that agree with him uh, that would that would be saying that he can say whatever he wants, or people exactly. like me that don't necessarily agree with him, but uh, think that he should be able to say whatever he wants. You know, right? And and that's and that's where the hypocrisy on both sides come in because the because the people could. Uh, who would be defending him in that case and defending his right to say that are, the, are more, you know, obviously there, it's not a hundred percent overlap, but more of those people are the people who are angry at him now or disrespecting the flag. Right. You, you, you see what I'm saying? And vice versa, the people who are, who are saying, well, he has the right to say whatever he wants are the same people crucifying him if they said something they dislike. So if you're going to, all I'm saying is if you're going to play the, the, the right to say whatever you want card then you have to be consistent with it. And I feel like almost nobody is. And so it, it's extremely frustrating to me. And usually, this, this is the bigger picture here, Barry, which is what I'm getting at. Usually, I mean, situation. It's, it's, a diffi- it's a difficult thing to, to, be, to be able to play both sides and let people think what they want and say what they want, it, it, especially if you don't agree with them. I would never, it, in my wildest dreams, think some, think of your hypothetical situation with, with Colin Kaepernick here. Uh, so, I mean, and I kind of see, get where he's coming from with his reasoning behind what he's doing now in, in reality. Uh, well, he, but it's, it's like, just, I don't know. Like I said, people should be able to say whatever they want, as long as it's not, uh, violent or, um, egging someone on, to violence, like if you're if you're the trigger man or whatever, you know what I mean. If you're setting somebody up to to go and do a, another heinous act, then that's not cool either. But otherwise, I mean, get it out there. There is an issue with that, which is that when when things like this come up, when somebody says something stupid, which happens all the time, not that what Colin Kaepernick said is stupid, because I I have sympathy for his position in theory, but. I mean, I have sympathy for his position, but I, but I don't think I will, I'll, I'll get into that in a, minute, in, in a second. I have sympathy for his position, okay? But what I, but what I don't think is that, like, when when somebody says something stupid, what do, what does everybody say? They say, yes, you have the right to say this, okay? But what you don't have, but but your employer also has the right 
to decide like whether or not to let you go for it. Like you still have an obligation, and this is the same thing with Colin Kaepernick. As an employee of the 49ers, Colin Kaepernick is on the job. Okay, let's not pretend that he's at home not standing for the national anthem. Okay, uh, but now, now hold on a sec though. He's he's not like going out there and, ma- and making it known. You said it yourself. He, nobody noticed this for the first couple of weeks. He's just doing it. He's not publicizing it. It was asked of him what what was going on. He gave an answer. And, I mean, maybe he could have said something else, but he chose to tell the truth. So I don't think you can fault him for that if you're the 49ers, especially if there's yeah, no that, policy that states that, they, that he has to stand for the national anthem. And if it's written somewhere within the organization, then that's one thing. But if you if it's just some sort of – I mean, obviously, it's the NFL. His contract's non-guaranteed. They can cut him for whatever the hell they want. But if you're talking company and HR-wise, then they're going to have to have something in writing, or that's not cause for termination. Yeah, but there, there's, there's two problems with that. One, uh, again, look, NFL contracts include clauses for, for just general conduct, uh, you know, unbecoming to the team. There's things that, like, there's obviously like people say things all the time that aren't right. In so this is an NFL thing. This is an NFL thing that is just specific to the to the giant league, this monopoly that they have on football in America. It is. It is. It's, 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 it's specific to work though. You're wrong. You're wrong. Think about it. Okay. Let's say you had this exact same issue. All right. You you work for like an accounting company or something, right? I, I don't know. Hypothetically, even if you don't, let's say that you do. Okay. And let's let's say your accounting company. Uh, it's the situation where if they do some accounting for a police charity, all right, and you're, you're assigned to do the accounting for the police charity, but you refuse on the grounds that you don't support the police because of what's going on in this country. Guess what? Your company has the right to let you go over that. You don't have, you have the right to protest them, all right? You have the right not to work them. But if you work side, Right. Okay. So it's, but it's, but Calvin, it's, it's one thing for me to turn down work and actual like and say that no i'm i refuse to do this job that you've hired me to do it's another thing for it's called was colin kaepernick hired to stand during the national anthem is that is that why they're paying him or is he being paid to be a quarterback Uh, of course i would not be able to turn down accounting job but if i were to say uh i am not going to go to the police headquarters they should give me all the data and i'll do it here that that would be that sort of compromise type of thing hypothetically of course but, but, if, but if they told so that's the thing. Like, like no. Kaepernick's not being paid to stand for the national anthem. They, I mean, that that's wrongful termination. He's no, that's not wrongful termination because he's getting paid to represent the 49ers. Do you think if if Colin Kaepernick did an interview where he was just right, like, but that's an NFL thing though. You can't you can't equate. That's what I'm saying. You can't equate that to just the gen, somebody's general right, average yeah. job. It, it doesn't it, work. Oh, okay, fine. I'll, I'll I'll just take it one step further then to see to see how it how it affects your well, all he does during the national anthem since apparently this this time period during which the national anthem happens is apparently the the only time period in which you're uh, you work, you're on the field you're part of the 49ers but it doesn't count as as part of your job so maybe just during the national anthem he stands up and just it just gives double middle fingers to the crowd. Because you know why? Because he's not he's not a forty nine er during that time. He doesn't okay. have to represent No, no, that's not it at all. It's not that he's not a forty nine er, but that's now you're taking it to an extreme again. Like that's an obscene gesture that has precedence of being fined and and having people having problems with it. That's a percept a perceived obscene gesture. So it's like that's something that already has precedent of of uh, 
punishment in the past. That's, that's not my point, though. The, the point is is whether or not in that scenario, okay, he's still a part of the team and he's, it's still his job to, to represent the 49ers' interests. We can debate whether or not his, okay. his stance Okay, that's fine. All right, so let's let's see what happens in the next preseason game because that now we're saying that okay, the 49ers have caught on to it and they want him to stand. If he then does not stand, that's when they have grounds to to get rid of him because they've already warned him once. They can't just do it because they caught him sitting down one day without and without talking to him, they kick him off the team. You see what I'm saying? No. Like there needs to be some sort of warning system there. If, if that's the way we're going. But, again, this is the NFL, so they can cut his ass for whatever they want. Yeah, but you, you, you're, you're ignoring the bigger political ramifications here, which is that, that – let, let me ask you a question, Ray. Okay? Considering all the questions, all the conversation that's been happening both sides, do you, do you think this is good for the 49ers? Do you think the 49ers want this Colin Kaepernick scenario? Oh, of course not. Just think about it for a moment. Okay. Colin Kaepernick no. essentially put them in a no-win situation because he's, he, he's either people are burning Kaepernick jerseys all over the internet. Uh, they're getting all kinds of questions, all kinds. The season's about to start. All kinds of like negative feedback. <clears throat> oh yeah, they don't want it. He's he, he taking a why huge would, salary. Why would okay? they want it? This is something. This is something that I don't know where it started, but some, I'm sure some reporter somewhere or somebody saw him sitting down and went to seek this out. Because I don't think it's something that he would have just brought up on his own in an interview. You know what I mean? The question was asked of him, and it, it, it almost seems like a setup, which is which is a shame. But no, of course they don't want they don't want that. Yeah, but that on that, part's on contradictory their... is, that part is contradictory as well. And the reason and the reason it's contradictory is because Kaepernick has been made the statement that he's he feels like he needs to do something about this, and this is. This is what he's doing to bring light to this issue. So if he, he's either trying to bring light to this or he's not. It can't be both simultaneous. You know what I mean? So he is either trying to get attention for this, which he obviously is, or or he's he just waited until somebody. Did. Well, yeah, so yeah that's, that, no, there you go. Maybe he's just playing at both sides. He just waited until somebody brought it up, and now he's he's yeah. going after it. Yeah. Well, he literally said, this is why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to bring attention to this cause. You can't bring attention to this cause while not bringing attention to the cause. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be that. You, you literally just said, this is why I'm doing it. I, I'm all right. So, all right. So, it wasn't a, it wasn't a setup, uh, unless it was a setup by Colin Kaepernick. But either way, um, I, I mean, like I said, if the 49ers have told him that he needs to stand now and then he doesn't, then I would imagine that some sort of a punishment will be handed down and maybe he won't be with them. Who knows? But you're right. I mean, why would they want this in, in their PR? This is not something they yeah. want to deal so, with right now. They, so they don't want to deal with this. But the, the thing is, Murray, is that he, he put the 49ers in a situation where they can't, they can't tell him that he can't do it. They can't. Because he's already come out and said why he's doing it, which is a cause that many right. people across the country feel sympathy for. If they tell him that he can't, okay, then all of those people who support that cause are going to make 49 great. going to make 49 right. with black people. But if they come out and, and they say, great, we, we agree, on, uh, and we're, gonna, we're, we're all not going to uh, stand for the national anthem in solidarity, then, then it makes the entire 49ers team look un-American. And the other side, who they, see, you see what Colin Kaepernick did. He put the, the team in a scenario where, like, you know, half the country is going to be mad at him for, for one side or the other. Maybe not half, but a significant chunk of their fan base is going to be angry no matter what the 49ers do. Their, their only reaction in this 
was to basically take their hands off, which is what they did. And they said, look, he has a right to do what he wants. We're not endorsing it one way or another, but we're also not condemning it. But, but they literally can do nothing else. And furthermore, Rory, let's say Kaepernick did do this, right? Again, guy's making a huge salary. Blaine Gabbard outplayed him in the preseason. Clearly, he was going to start again. There was a pretty good chance that they were going to cut Colin Kaepernick. Now, cutting Colin Kaepernick creates this, this huge political fallout, which it, it makes it difficult even to try to cut yeah, even if it's not real, even if it's because yeah. of football reasons, you know, I mean, they're probably not going to cut him, but even benching him, people are probably going to start looking at this in, in a different way. So, yeah, so basically this guy created just this, like, political tsunami for his team, okay, with because he believes in a cause. Again, a cause that, that I respect, but I don't, I also don't see, I don't see what, not standing for the national anthem accomplishes because yes, he did get a lot of people talking about the situation. But one, I don't think that he's like exposing. Number one, this specifically is not exposing anybody to, uh, you know, what's going on in this country. Anybody who who doesn't know. Oh right, it's yeah, not, it's not like you know, tell Forty ers fans that there's there are problems all over the yeah, all yeah. over the place, you know. So he's, I, I don't think his, his – and all the conversation that's going on about this is, like, whether or not it's cool that he didn't stand for the national anthem. None, none of the conversation surrounding this is, is, well, like, what should we do about this problem, this you know, police violence? Again, that, that's not happening at all generated by this. So no, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I, and it's just he, he went about it in the wrong way, and, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. I'm not saying it was a good decision, but yeah. – um, he, he, I mean, he definitely put it, he definitely put the 49ers in a tough spot, and he put us in a tough spot too because we just talked about it for 25 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I had a lot of thoughts to get out of it, and I feel like I had this like again this this issue seems to be so politicized, and I, I have this position, and it's sort of not really on either side, but but in the middle, and I don't I don't really see that being represented very well, so I had to sort of untangle that for you. You know how well, I am. That's that's fine. I hope you got it all out because before we go back to more quarterback talk, we are going to head over to a, a another um, lesser political type of story as far as a American athlete is concerned. And I, I may, political is probably the wrong word to use in this situation, but um, I, I just I find this this story to be somewhat fascinating actually because Hope Solo just doesn't seem to get it she doesn't seem to get PR she doesn't seem to get the media she doesn't seem to get keeping her mouth shut she doesn't have a filter and uh, just multiple incidents uh, for the United States women's national slash Olympic soccer goalie and uh, they 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 terminated her Calvin she's done she's not going to be playing for them anymore and she subsequently has uh, retired from her professional team as well. She won't be showing up for that team because she's mentally not there. And she's had incidents of domestic abuse in the past. She has said multiple things that are basically foot in mouth and then does not back down fr- from it, which is fine. Like I said, you don't have to you don't have to back down from the things that you say. But she just doesn't seem to get it to me. Uh, she, uh, and I think she's got herself in some hot water here. 
So uh, what uh, what else do you have on Hope Solo getting kicked off the United States national women's soccer team? Okay, yeah, I know it's it's semantical because it probably will effectively retire her, but but just for the sake of accuracy, she's being suspended for six months. She received a six month. Okay, so so my um, me saying that I should, probably should have prefaced the the fact that there's right before the show I was looking this up and. Um, I thought that you had seen this, which is why you wanted to talk about her, but there's a video of her reacting and she put a, put a statement out there that basically saying that she's, she's done. They terminated her. So I'll get the uh, exact statement that she put out, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I I know that she she said that they don't want her back, but that that's more of like, that's a, a team decision rather than, I'm, I'm saying U.S. women's soccer banned her for six months, and that's more than what – if it's a creative decision because she's 35 and six months from now, and, you know, they think that she's more headache than she's worth, that to me is a sports decision, and that's a, a not unreasonable sports decision. Again, she's older. She's not going to be on the team by the time they get to the next Olympics anyway. She'll be 39. Why deal with a headache, you know, for another year or two? Why not try to get the next – Okay. Now. I just want I just want to confirm though the six month suspension does go along with a contract termination by the U.S. Soccer Federation. So the suspension okay. is is probably just so they don't have to pay her for six months. Her contract is then terminated. She's done. All right, fair enough. I'm I'm going to read. So the they say that this is like uh, you know the last in a long line of. Uh, problems that Hope Solo has caused, but I'm going to read the, the, the quote sort of, you know, I'll try to uh, edit it a little bit, that she made about Sweden after the United States lost to Sweden uh, in the Olympics, U.S. women's team. She said, you know, we played a courageous game. We came back from a goal down. She's proud of this team, but I also think we played a bunch of cowards. The best team did not win today. I think you saw American Heart. You saw us give everything we had today. They didn't want to open play. They didn't want to pass the ball. They didn't want to play great soccer. We had a combative game, a physical game, exactly what they wanted and exactly what their game plan was. They didn't try and press. They didn't try to open the game. They tried to counter with long balls. And we had that style of play when Pia, who's the coach, uh, the Sweden coach now, who made a comment afterward that will comment now, I don't think they're going to make it very far in the tournament. I think it was very cowardly, but they won. They're moving on and we're going. Okay. So wait, do you, do you have the coach's response, the Swedish coach's response? Because I thought that her response was pretty good. Uh, I don't have it directly. I can I can pull it up in a minute, but it was it was something along the lines of like, like yeah, ca- playing cowardly got us the win, right? Something along those lines. Yeah, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, I just. Yeah, basically, that. It, it, it's okay to play cowardly if you win. You can't find it. this article as well yeah. than I thought it would be. Go ahead. Yeah, so th- that that was essentially the gist. And, and guess what? Like, the coach, Pia, Pia Sundage, yeah, she's right. And, and Hope, by the way, Hope totally was right. When, when, I, when I play a game, okay, or when, or when anybody plays a game, and you see, and you see a, you see a soccer game where one okay, team goes up. One... <laughs> Sorry, go. Finish your thought. No, no. Go ahead. You go ahead. 
Oh, basically, <laughs> this is just like, I don't know. They the reporters asked her about Hope Solo and said what what did you they told her exactly what she said about the bunch of cowards and she said I don't give a crap I'm going to Rio she's going home it's okay to be a coward if you win so honestly if if the U S Soccer Federation wants to wants to um, suspend her for for that in and of itself I would say that's a good exchange between two two competitors there. And uh, let it go as as nothing, right? But the problem is that Hope Solo, like you said, has had some other incidents in the past, and this this almost seems to be strike three, if you will. And uh, that's part of the reason I, I believe that they have laid this heavy suspension on her. So don't don't look at this in a vacuum out there if you're wondering why why she got suspended six months for calling the Swedish team a bunch of cowards. That's not it. This is this has been building for some time. I would have to imagine. Okay, so this get back to the, the Swedish national coach really quick. Yeah, she made that statement. She, <coughs> I agree with it. It's okay to play cowardly if you win. Guess what? Sweden wasn't as good as the U.S. They had better strategy and, and they won. That's that's part of the nature of sports. Soccer is a game where you can play cowardly, score one goal. Then hold the ball and pull all your people back and try not to score. It's a fundamental flaw of the sport. But I, there's been a million games played by a million teams. I'm sure the U.S. have played games where they scored a goal in, you know, and played cowardly. It's fine. You win, and it's, you know what? It's also fine for Hope Solo to be upset after they lose. Call them, call them out for for playing cowardly. She didn't say, uh, you know, Sweden is a country full of idiots. She didn't say, you know, she didn't say Sweden, you know, the Swedish national team should kill themselves. Okay. All she did was say that they played cowardly. I can rule, Rory, I can pull up quotes from so many different sporting events. I bet you I could pull up a quote after almost any any NFL game and find something more, uh, like less innocuous than that. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like that quote is. And I, know I don't know, Calvin. If if anybody's been watching SmackDown out there, they know that uh, the Miz is not not happy that Daniel Bryan called him a coward. If you believe in that stuff, you know that's that's real. Yeah, that, that's fine. But we we literally just got finished talking about how how Colin Kaepernick has the right to. Uh, I know, man. I'm just messing around, obviously. Yes. But, I know. So yes. But yeah, that's why that's what I was saying. Like, this is an innocuous comment by Hope Solo in and of itself. If you're just looking at it like that, then it, it probably would have been swept under the rug. The Swedish coach got her back. Like, it's it's a funny exchange, right? But that's not all it is. Yeah. No, yeah, but here, but here, the the problem with that Rory is yes, she's had troubles in the past. She had a domestic violence issue. Okay, that at this point was several years ago. She then she went to this Olympics uh, as the goalie for the U.S. soccer team. You can't retroactively suspend somebody for something they did years ago. All right. No, I don't, I don't but sure. I, what I'm saying, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm saying that there has to be yeah. something that we don't know about, or other things building up behind the scenes that we don't know about. Maybe she's. She said things in the locker room, or she's just rubbed people the wrong way. Who knows? I just I have to believe that they're using this this little incident as a, a reason behind something bigger that is just not known. Well, if you but if you if you look at the, the some of the quotes by the the, uh, the U.S. soccer representatives, what, what they're what they're saying mostly is that this is the, the latest in a long line of hope saying things that they didn't want her to say. And the way the way I see it ultimately is, I in, in, I rarely take this stance, but I, I, 
kind of feel like this is a little sexist. And the, re- the reason why is, do, I don't know. Do you think that, uh, again, if Ray, do you think if Ray Lewis said this, the Ravens would suspend him for six months? Like, this feels like... It, okay. Again, look, listen, I, I, I hate making... Com- I love making cross-sport comparisons, but I hate it when well, it's made to the NFL because the NFL is a god... It, it's a conglomerate that is just... It's different than everything else. We we got to stop making comparisons to the NFL. I just it boils my skin. That, that's fine. Do you, do you think when N, when NBA players talk trash about each other, you do you think that they get six month suspension? Has anyone in the NBA ever got a six month suspension? Six months in a termination of their contract? Or, right. No, you're right. Things? You're ab- okay, you're again, absolutely right. That's yeah. that's why I kept I keep saying this has to be it's something that's been building up over time, and it's not just this little thing. It's it's got to be something else that that they just they said enough is enough. We're getting rid of this person. Right, she's done. Enough, in, enough, enough is enough though. But you know you know what enough is, is enough of. Again, it's her being brash. It's because she's brash. The rest of the U.S. women's soccer team is not brash. Hope Solo does what a, what a lot of other brash athletes do, and she speaks her mind. She says ridiculous things. Odell Beckham says. I know you want an NFL team. Uh, you want to go to like an end. LeBron says dumb things oh, it's all fine. the time. It, yeah, LeBron says stupid things all the time. But you, so Frank you Parker. think it's sex? You think this is sexist? Or I mean, if so, you're saying that if there were one or two other players on the team that that would say things like this, then Hope Solo would still be on the team. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know if sexism is the right word. It's more of like the the general perception of what I guess sexist is the right word. I, I don't I, I don't know about that though because I, I, feel, I feel like I, you could have you can you have your NBA teams, you have your NFL teams even that aren't going to have that that culture of trash talk. And maybe maybe that's that's a perception that is wrong. Who knows? Maybe every single professional men's professional team has trash talk. I would like to think that there are some teams that just go out there and get do their business and and play the game without trying to get in somebody else's face. Maybe that maybe that that's what the US women's national team is. It's just a collective group of, of people that want to just go out and, and get their job done. So I, I just well, I have a hard time equating the two, that's all. Well that's the point I'm making to you though, Rory, is that like okay, you can be brash or not brash. You can be you can be an Odell Beckham or you can be an Eli Manning to do football or you can be you know a, you can be a Kobe or you can be a Kevin Durant. In, in a sport, you can be a Bryce Harper or you can be a Mike Trout. You can be somebody who talks trash, is brash, loud, obnoxious, okay. in, or, or you can be somebody who's quiet. But right, and if you don't, and if you don't fit in with a team after a certain amount of incidences, incidences, incidents, then you are you are not welcome back. It happens in men's sports too. Guys don't fit in; they're not they're, they don't come back to a team. Yeah, but they're not they're not suspended and have their nobody gets their contract terminated for for being brash. You get your contract terminated for either play on the field, which is, is totally fair game as far as I'm concerned, or for crossing the line. And you look at the statement; it clearly doesn't cross any lines. The only the only reason there's this perception again that Hope Solo crossed the line, and this I've been hearing this reaction like, oh, you know, Hope Solo. Finally, it's because all of the other women, and just women in women's sports in general, are not brash. Women are not perceived to be allowed as brash. And, and this is where I'm taking 
I'm playing the sexism card a little bit because I think Hope Solo has the right to have that personality without being singled out for it, much like guys have, have clearly have the right to have that personality. I don't think that she's being allowed to be herself in a way. In, if you want to point, again, uh, the domestic violence thing, again, that's fine, but that seems like a, an, an easy card to play when you know, she was allowed to play at the Olympics and they're, they're cutting her now after, after a statement that she made that they're clearly uh, tying into what this suspension is. So that's, that's an e- it's easy for them to say that, to sort of cover their asses, but it's clear to me that, that she's being cut for being Hope Solo, and I kind of think that's garbage. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go so far as to play the sexism card, but I, I, would, I would buy it if they if they were to say that she that she doesn't fit in with the room. And now it's a different story, obviously, if those other players actually start talking and come out and say things like they wish that Hope was still there and that, that none, of the, none of that is true. So I think that the U.S. Federation is, is hiding something. I think that they're, they're not telling the whole story on why they've decided to cut ties with Hope Solo. And... Um, maybe they didn't even tell her the whole story. You know, maybe they didn't give her the straight reasons. And it's a shame if that's true. So I'm not, I'm not trying to defend them as far as what their decision was, but I'm just trying to find a, a reason for why they may have done it that's not sexism because I really don't believe that that's, that's what it would be. Um, I, Mad Dog say, just dropped off, so I was going to go to him, okay. and he just fell off, so whatever. Yeah, I don't mean by, – by sexism, I don't mean like that – she, she's, you know, being punished because she is a woman. What I'm saying is that there's a perception of what women are and that, and that her team is probably mostly that. And she's, granted, she's not the same as the other players on her team. And granted, you know, the U.S. Uh, women's soccer organization is probably used to dealing with a more docile woman than Hope Solo. But I also think that that's an unfair reason to suspend slash terminate somebody. And if you want to call that sexism, fine. It, it's more like I don't know what what them, them going along with what they're used to, and I feel like there there have been enough male sports for you know guys to, for dudes of all different personality types to be allowed to thrive, and I don't see that in this situation, and it's disappointing. All right, Mad Dog, if you want to call back three two three six four two one four eight four, I'll bring you right on. Uh, next, we go to the NBA, where another disagreement is being had um sounds like calvin we're we're playing both sides of the fence tonight pretty well i think i don't know which way we're going to go on this one because i don't really know much about the story but uh john wall and bradley beal of the washington wizards are talking beal got a lot of money this offseason john wall his contract's not not up for extension so he just gets paid what he was getting paid and um I guess somebody asked Wall what he thought about the contract, and he said the money didn't mean anything to him, but there have been reports that they don't like the way each other plays on the court. Look out for the Wizards. Our NBA preview shows are coming up in a few weeks here. Are you putting the Wizards in the playoffs right now or what? Can these guys coexist? I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at it, but, um, yeah, I have – well, this is a direct quote from, from John Wall, okay? Uh I think a lot of times we have a tendency to dislike each other on the court. We've got to be able to put that to the side. If you miss somebody on one play or don't have something go right, as long as you come to each other and talk, if I start, if I start arguing with somebody, I'm cool. It's a weird syntax. I'm just playing basketball. 
So he says this about, about Beal, too. Now that you have your money, you've got to go out there and improve your game. I want you to be an all-star just as much as I'm an all-star. If we were playing well as a tandem, like the other two superstars that play together at the backcourt, play as a tandem, one night it's going to be his night, one night it's going to be mine, and some nights both of us. Those are the nights it's going to be tough to beat us. Right. Does that sound like a guy who doesn't have any problem? With, no, uh, he definitely with, has he yeah. definitely has an issue, and I'm not sure whether Bradley Beal feels the same way, or whether he well, feels right in, entitled because uh, he has the money. But um, it's just I hope I hope that they can get along for their sake because otherwise it's going to be a long season in DC. Well, I have I have Beal's reaction. You ready for this? He says it's tough because we're both alphas. It's always tough when you have two guys who firmly believe in themselves who will bet on themselves against anybody else who want to be the guy. We can both be the guy, Beal said. Sometimes I think we both lose sight of the fact that we need each other. I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in without John. John wouldn't be in the situation he's in without me, without the rest of the team. It goes hand in hand, so it's kind of a pride thing. I want it all to be on me, Wall said. At the same time, I want him to be right there with me. He's my sidekick. I'm See- a... See, it's, to me, to me, it sounds yeah. like Bradley Beal is taking the better approach to this, and he's being more level-headed. And John Wall is trying to uh, suppress his ego a little bit, and it's not really working with the words that are coming out of his mouth. If you ask me, Bradley Beal is the one that's going to have a, a better season because John Wall is going to be the one that's a little too worried about himself out there. What? Wait, wait! I just remembered. Aren't you? You're a big Beal head, right? You're a big Beal guy. No, I'm not. My brother's actually big on Bradley Beal. I am, am so-so on Bradley Beal. I thought he was way overpaid. I didn't think that the contract was right, but I figured if the, the deals really are going to skyrocket over the next couple of years, then it might fall into the right category at some point. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm not big on Bradley Beal. Look, there's a lot of talk that John Wall is a guy who gets jealous of other people's contracts. Like, apparently, he was angry about Reggie Jackson's contract, apparently, uh, last year, uh, he's reported to have like said negative things about James Harden's contract and about Beal's contract. He recently came out and denied it and said, you know, good for Beal for getting paid. But of course, like, what else is he going to say in that situation? So, jealousy of, of contracts on Wall's part could could be a factor in this situation. In which case, like, John Wall, like, you should probably get over it because when you come up as a free agent, you're going to make more money than them. And, you know, don't hate him for the guy from getting – like, it just depends on when your contract comes up. So, if, if that's the major factor in it, you should yeah, probably get so, over it. I, man, if, if, he, if he needs to be the highest paid player on a team, he's never going to win a championship. Let's just make that clear. He's, he's not an MVP caliber point guard right now, and that's what you need to be if you're going to be the highest played, paid player as a point guard on your, on your team. And you're still probably not going to win a championship – in this era right now, because that's that's not happening. You still have to get past Cleveland. You have to get past whoever it is in the West that comes out. And if the Eastern Conference gets any better this year, like I expect it to, hint, hint, you still have to get past those teams as well. This guy needs to get his ego in check. And it, to me, the, the Wizards have already made their decision on who the future is by giving Bradley Beal that massive contract. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to trade John Wall at some point or if they just let him walk whenever his contract is up because, I don't know, Calvin, Bradley Beal seems to be the one with, with the head on his shoulders that's, that's fit 
to be a piece on a championship team, regardless of how much he's getting paid. Well, we really are. Uh, we're like you're like Stephen A. Smith, and I'm like Skip Bayless today because we're really having some hot takes that are just on the opposite sides of the fence here. Because I'm totally on the other side of this. I don't think giving Beal uh, that contract means anything. Like you said, escalating contracts. They, every team has money. They were, they were going to have to pay him or lose him. They're going to have to pay Wall or lose him. I don't think that means they're choosing Beal. I, don't, I, I listened to Beal's quote uh, about how the, 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 they're both alphas and like, you know, they both think that they can be the guy. Bradley Beal has gotten hurt in each of his NBA seasons. He, to me, he's never been as good as like, he's you know, been uh, proclaimed to be. What do you, he's averaging like, you know, what, like 15 points for his career. Never plays a full season. He, you know, not nearly as good off the dribble. John Wall has to do everything for that team. And John Wall is, is at this point kind of an underrated player. I feel like he's, he's you know, worked his way up. He's an all-star. Bradley Peel is not even close to that. And I look at his quote, and I feel like he thinks that they're both alphas. When clearly on that team, he needs to be the beta. He needs to be the Clay Thompson on that team for that team to be anything. If he thinks that he can be the Steph Curry then he's going to have to go. Yeah, I'm not advocating for Bradley Beal right now. I'm just saying that that's, that's what I perceive Washington to be doing here. Um, and uh, to me, just Beal is saying that he's capable of being that second guy. He's saying he, he can be an alpha, but he also it sort of made it sound like he could give it up if he had to, you know? So uh, I just – John Wall sounds scared. He sounds worried about who's going to get the touches. And Bradley Beal sounds like he's confident he's going to get them, but if he doesn't, then he'll be good. Even so, he he makes he, it just bothers me because he makes it sound like they're equal. This is not a, a Russell Westbrook Kevin Durant situation, okay? It's a Russell Westbrook Deion Waiters situation. Maybe not that bad, but you get you get, you get what I'm saying. He needs to recognize his place in the hierarchy of this team. Well, that plays into John Wall's comment about him needing to earn his his money now because he he does need to step up his game. He needs to stay healthy for a season and he needs to play to his contract, which is another reason that I thought that Washington was out of their mind at the time to pay him that much. So we'll see what happens, but it just seems like they put a lot of stock in Bradley Beal. And if John Wall keeps squawking, and keeps demanding more money, I, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if they started shopping him around, especially if they're not very good towards the trade deadline. I guess we'll find out. I guess we will. You know what else we're going to find out? What are we going to find out, Ray? We are going to find out what Liz has for us tonight. And that is very exciting. Liz, hello. Hello. We are excited to hear from you, Liz. Do you know why? I would be a liar if I said I didn't think about buying you tickets to go to that show and just seeing what you would have done. I wish I had done it. I'm going to do it one day. Why do you hate them so much? 
It's a long story. But if you buy tickets, you're going with me. I'm taking you down with the ship. <laughs> um, uh, all right. What do you have for us tonight, Liz? Yeah, want to say hello to Calvin? He's here, too. Hi, Calvin. Hello. Hello. You guys were making me uncomfortable with your date earlier. I hate when you guys get angry with each other. Makes me uncomfortable. Were we angry? Were you angry? No, no, you were just heated. You were heated, Calvin. That's what it was. But I don't know about anger. No, there's no anger. You, um, you touch on the Kaepernick point. I just read this hilarious funnier guy thing um, online where they were kind of making like a huge joke out of it and saying that there's <laughs> this quote from him that said, the national anthem just doesn't get me fired up to go out on the football field and put mine everyone else's mental and physical health at risk the way that Crazy Train does. And the, and the reason he sat down was that they didn't, they didn't play Crazy Train like he asked them to. <laughs> and we left. And now I need guys, Crazy Train. You guys clearly find that hilarious. Um, okay, so one thing I just read that made me laugh was that in England right now, there is the World Gravy Wrestling Championship. And I was wondering... Wait a minute. There's people wrestling in gravy? Yeah, yeah. It's like a worldwide thing. And I was wondering oh, if... I thought you said World Crazy Wrestling Championship. No, no. Oh, Sorry. People gravy. wrestling in gravy. Gravy. So I was wondering, would you wrestle in gravy? Or, or like, is there a product that you'd rather wrestle in other than gravy? Oh, that's weird. I figured it out. Liz, you're echoing what? on Calvin's line, I think. That's very strange. Um, you, were, yeah, you were echoing earlier, too, on Calvin's thing. I think he just is screwing up the whole thing. Calvin's just messing everything up. I didn't hear the echo before you came on, but now I know there's an echo coming from Calvin's line because I muted him and it went away. Maybe we'll just do the rest of the show without him. There he goes. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. See, it's so much quieter now. I didn't realize that... That boy needs to use a headset. You know that, Liz? I know. I think he has a headset. Yeah, maybe I'll just drop him from the whole show entirely. He can hear this, <laughs> unfortunately. Just talk, talk to yourself. Yeah, I, we've never really done this before. We just talk We may, We just talk crap about Calvin, and he can't even respond. This, that, maybe that's <laughs> a fun bit that we could do. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a terrible bit, but, you maybe, know. That'll teach, that'll teach him to give me the controls uh, uh, and be able to mute and unmute. Yeah. All right, let's bring him back to find out what substance he would want to wrestle in if it was not gravy. Calvin, welcome back to the show. Do you guys like Parmesan gravy? Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. Oh, so echoey. I know. I just played it off like I was the echo. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I got that. <clears throat> I'm not hearing any echo, guys. I know, because it's coming from your phone. You are the echo. (laughs) Why? Call me Mr. Echo. Uh, It seems to be gone now. I don't know if you changed something. Maybe you had the phone on your chest or something. In the speakerphone. Probably. Yeah. Fixed it. I didn't change anything. I don't change things. You don't change. You don't change for anybody. You don't even put the, the show's phone number in your own phone. You just you don't you don't change. If I can change, Rui, and you can change, then 
any week of change. Is it everybody? One of those teams. Maybe, are you, are you saying that U.S. soccer should give Hope Soul a second chance? Yeah. All right. So, Parmesan well, cheese for Calvin. Uh, I would have to go with, uh, um, I don't know. I, 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 how about, like, cinnamon sugar, huh? Sounds good. I feel like, I feel like both of those choices are terrible, but, but probably better than, like, a liquid like gravy, because gravy is slippery. I'm Definitely assuming. better than gravy. I was thinking yeah. of like Jello, but that's kind of a that's kind of a cliche. It's kind of boring, you know. Yeah, it's just kind of done. I'm going with cinnamon it's... sugar. Delicious. Okay. Um, second thing is this is breaking news. Like, just read this story, but it's like probably one of my favorite stories I've read in a long time. The this is the headline: the NWO is going to manage an indie league baseball team. So this Friday, in Bridgeport, This is breaking news. We need a breaking news sounder for this. <laughs> but in Bridgeport, Connecticut, is Kevin, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Xbox, uh-huh. uh-huh. and they are man, they are managing. Wait, who is it? League. Kevin Nash, me, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, and Xbox, and also him? known as Mani. Xbox. <laughs> yes. Our friend Razor Ramon. Is Razor Ramon gonna be there? Scott Hall, me, Scott Hall, and they're ma- they're managing a team. Oh, my terrible, my terrible Razor Ramon impression just leaked on on the internet. There it goes. Okay. Uh, Calvin, how do you feel about former WWF wrestlers managing an independent league baseball team in Connecticut? Sounds exciting. Yes. Yeah, man, I can't wait to go to Connecticut to see the, uh, the, I know nothing about Connecticut, the fishermen. <laughs> the fishermen? They're actually called the Bridgeport Bluefish. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty damn close. I'm going to give Calvin close. points for that one. The fishermen, it's, it's the bluefish, that you got to give it to him. That's, that's good. It's spot on. Hold on. I think it's amazing that, that this is happening because... It's not even like they're a thing anymore. Uh, people need to find something to do after their their careers are are over if their career ends shorter than other people lives. But like, what do you think? What do you think it means that they're going to manage it? Like, are they going to like engage in hijinks like in the middle of the game and like? I sure hope so. Like suplex people who like throw someone out that they don't want. Oh, uh, um, it sounds like we're going to take a road trip. When does it start? It's amazing. It's, it's just this Friday. Oh, wait a minute. They, they're they managing wait, it for what? one night only? I thought you were saying that they, like, bought no. the team. No, they're managing it Friday. That's why I think how it's going to be completely ridiculous. How, how do, like, four dudes be a manager? I didn't think about that. How does that work? I don't know. They huddle together and make to make every decision. I mean, oh, actually, maybe maybe they are doing they're managing from like here on out, but it starts Friday. You know what I would do if I was them? I would well, I would well, heal out. If I'm Kevin Nash, I heal out and leave the starting pitcher in there for like 140 pitches. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And tickets tickets start at twelve dollars. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Oh, man. I like it. What time's the game? It's actually, it's not, it's Bridgeport, Maryland, not Connecticut. Oh, so you were totally wrong. I was wrong. I assumed I assumed it was Connecticut because Bridgeport, there is Bridgeport, Connecticut, and WWE is in Connecticut. And we did it. Well, I would have guessed the crab cake. No, wait, wait. I was wrong. I mean, I was wrong, but now I'm right again. It is Bridgeport, Connecticut. So, thanks for riding on that roller coaster, guys. We've spent more time getting this completely irrelevant uh, information accurate. Uh, Liz, what else do you have before Calvin and I finish our show here with some more NFL quarterback discussion? Um, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, well, then we thank you for coming on the show and uh, really cooling us down. Thank you, Liz. Thanks. Bye. There she goes. And... Calvin, um, one of these days... Because I'm pissed off for greatness. Thank you, Ray. One of these days, Calvin, we're going to screen the topics that Liz brings on the show. Huh? What do you think about that? I mean, not knowing what they are, it's half the fun, right? It is half the fun. It is half the fun. I'm just kidding. Uh, I just, I always feel like you're more frustrated with those bits than I am. Is that true? Uh, no. Oh, maybe. You usually maybe. stay pretty quiet during those bits, Calvin. How dare you? I don't know. I'm trying to throw you right in front of the bus here, buddy. I'm a loud mouth man. I don't stay quiet. What happened to me? Well. Okay, I guess I'm quiet right way. now. Either way, now, now we have just hit a wall because of Liz. She just Made made the show so so good. We just can't go on. We can't do any better than that going forward. Is that right? I don't even remember what else we have. <laughs> we have the big quarterback injuries. The big news of the night of the week and Cliff Kingsbury. Um, first, two major injuries to quarterbacks. One came down today. Non-contact injury to Teddy Bridgewater. Looks like a Busted up MCL, ACL, whatever you have, whatever you want to call it, in the, in the knee, he's done for the season most likely. And uh, just the other day, Tony Romo gets popped in a preseason game, and he yet again out six to ten, six to twelve weeks, something like that. Maybe he'll come back in week eight or nine. Calvin, the big question surrounding all of these injuries, everybody's talking about it throughout the, the football community. Is the preseason too long? Should we just start getting to the games? Is that a factor in people getting hurt early? What What do they have to do to avoid these major injuries? And I say, you can't avoid these major injuries in that sport. They're going to happen. If it happens to a big-name player, you better have a contingency plan as a team or you're screwed. And the NFL as a whole, as an organization, they don't care. Ultimately, they don't care. Who gets hurt? They don't care what your name is as a player if you get hurt. They just want their product to make them money, which it will. It doesn't matter what names are being rolled out there. People are still going to watch these games. So 
sorry, Cowboys fans, Tony Romo's out, but people are still going to tune in. They're still going to rake in their money. Same thing with Teddy Bridgewater in Minnesota. That team was probably going to be fun to watch. They, Teddy Bridgewater is an up-and-coming quarterback, and he went down. So now Minnesota needs to figure out a way to put the same product on the field. They still have a lot of other guys that are excellent players. They still have Adrian Peterson, who's basically in the prime of his career. And if they can find a way to, to put it together, then maybe they'll still be competitive. But that's a big blow to them as well. So, but it's it's a too bad type of situation. The league doesn't care. These guys are going to get hurt. So, as far as is the preseason too long? Maybe it is, but nothing's going to change. So I, I don't I don't see why we should spend more than these uh, few minutes on on the topic. You know. Look, the preseason is too long, but like you said, like that has nothing to do with whether or not these guys are getting hurt. Look, I, I've come around to like support the preseason, and the reason is there are all kinds of guys trying to make NFL rosters, and like ju- just them going through practice in two days and then uh, you know getting cut, is, it's, it's not going to cut it for them because some guys play better in games, some guys stand out more in games than they do in the sort of simulated practice game mode. And it's it's not unfair it's not fair rather to the to the second and third string guys who take up the bulk of the preseason minutes anyway. So yes, preseason is annoying, but it, it, but I don't want to hear this. One one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about these two is I don't want to hear like the you know do we need a preseason comments because two quarterbacks got hurt in the preseason because two because it it, it doesn't apply to either one of these guys. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt in practice doing a non-contract. Uh, Non-contact drill, Torres ACL, going to be out for the year. All right. Tony Romo, uh, yeah, he got hurt during the preseason game, and yes, he, he did he did take a hit. But guess what? Tony Tony Romo is coming off back surgery. His body, what well, he missed the entire, uh, he he missed what two separate seasons with back issues. He, his back was going to be a problem. All right. Uh, it, he was a ticking time bomb. It was going to be a matter of time before he got sacked and this happened. So I, I this is part of what, right. What Whether I, it's I, week I, three of the preseason or week two of the regular season, he's out. Yeah. Like that's that's the, that's the yeah. point. So you, it sounds like we're going to end the show uh, agreeing with each other, which is which is nice. That's well, cute. Well, I, I do have a, a sort of follow up on both news real quick, which is that in in both cases, in in you know cruelty of the scenario aside. Uh, I don't wish for anybody to get hurt, and uh, you know, obviously negative. But on the other hand, in in some ways, I'm going to argue blessing in disguise for both teams. And and the reason why again, Tony Tony Romo was going to get hurt eventually. Better to get Dak Prescott in early rather than throw him in to you know week four. You know he's going to be the starter now. You work him out with the starters as much as you can before the season starts. It's it's easier to do that now than it would be a couple weeks into the season, especially like if you're playing well, Romo gets hurt, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have to go to a different style of running quarterback. Uh, it's just a difficult transition during the year. So for, for them, in a way, it's good that this happened before the year. You're going to see what you have in Prescott. And Romo's older, and he's clearly you, – you're going to have to think about moving on from him anyway. And as far as Bridgewater goes, yes, he's young, but I don't know how you feel about him, Murray. But I, but he's not, 
he's not one of the league's better quarterbacks, but because the Vikings have had some success the last couple of years, they were sort of, you know, tied to this guy for at least another season or two. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I don't think he's going to get much better. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love Teddy Bridgewater, but I thought that he played well with Minnesota, and I thought that they were building something that, that could actually contend in, in, a, in, in a somewhat difficult division. I mean, you never know what the Bears are going to bring as far, as far as I can tell. I've tried to pick the Bears multiple years, and I think I'm always wrong on them. I go the wrong way on the Bears every year. So, basically, I never know what the Bears are going to do. Uh, the Lions always seem to have rumblings of potential and then fall flat on their faces, so I'm not talking about them. But obviously the Packers are there every year. So for Minnesota to start being a team that people talk about and make the playoffs and things like that, they looked like they were taking steps forward. And even if Bridgewater made small steps forward, I think that would have been good enough for them to, to contend in the NFC. And now they have to rely on a guy in Sean Hill that is a uh, – relegated backup. He had like one or two years in Tampa that he was a starter, and he's basically the contingent plan for a mediocre team and has been for a few years now. So um, I don't have confidence in him uh, being able to, to do what Teddy Bridgewater could have done, even even if it's a small step forward from what Bridgewater did last year. Short term with you, short term I agree with you. I just think that, like, long-term, you know, who knows how long it will take him to recover from this injury. Uh, they, they probably will consider drafting or bringing up in a free agent in the offseason. Right now they're in a bad spot. Who knows? They may, a lot of people are saying, you know, they could end up with Kaepernick. Maybe they make a trade for that scenario, although Kaepernick's sort of another version of Bridgewater. So maybe you think about that in terms of their style of play. Uh, maybe you think about making that move. I do think they will be worse this year. Than they, than they would have been with Bridgewater. You, you are correct about that, but I don't think they were going to the Super Bowl anyway. And they're sort of they're sort of trapped in this limbo of mid-tier NFL teams. And I, I don't know. I just I think that bottoming out for them might not be so bad in this scenario. But that's it. All right. Well, there you have it. That's that's it on uh, Romo and. Or actually, do you want to say anything about the implications that this has on the Cowboys besides what you said about them getting a look at Prescott? I mean, they're they're probably going to be terrible, even more so than we uh, anticipated them to be last week when we made our predictions of the NFC East. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, maybe they can surprise with Prescott because uh, one of my issues with them is, is how bad their defense is. But if they're running behind that line and Prescott is running – Maybe they can be a, a little bit more of a chew the clock team than they would have been with Romo. So, you know, in a weird way, maybe, maybe they can be competitive. But I just, I don't see any rookie, you know, I, I guess it's happened a couple of times. I, I don't see Dak Prescott being the guy that he was in the preseason. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm skeptical of preseason performance. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury, what was the deal with him? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, in order to monitor his players' activity, has been going on their social media websites, their Facebook, their Twitter, with uh, with pictures of young, hot, co-ed girls in order to try to uh, gain access to their Facebook, sending a friend request with a picture of a hot girl so that he can look at their Facebook and see what they're up to. 
monitor them to make sure they're not getting into any kind of trouble. Yeah. He's essentially, he's essentially Who did he work them. for? I don't even know where he where he's from. I, he, I know that he was a, a, he's a he was a former quarterback in the NFL, but where where is yeah. he now? He, he's the head coach at Texas Tech. Okay. Yeah. So we don't need to spend we don't need to spend too much time on this. I'm just right. I'm just wondering how you have, do you feel like that's like acceptable or unacceptable coach behavior is basically what I'm what I'm wondering from you. Uh, I would say it, it kind of sounds deceptive and uh, unacceptable. I would I would say that maybe there are better ways to do that. Like, I don't know. Um, well, no, that's not a better way. I'm not even going to say that. Uh, you know, I, I just I, I feel like that he, that he he needs to not catfish his players. And I mean, maybe maybe it's working for him. I don't know. It's, it seems kind of unreasonable. But um, is, there, is there any fallout from this at all? Because I would think probably not. Maybe he's got to just not. stop doing it. I don't know. Well, some, somebody asked him, you know, because of Manti Teo, if there's any, uh, you know, any situation like that, and he said no. He doesn't let it get that far. That like, if somebody tried to. Uh, hit him up. And he also Gets out claims, of the bag. Yeah. And he also claims that his players know that he's doing it, but that they, they just can't resist a hot girl uh, trying to talk to them. <laughs> dummies. Dummies. Hey, they're, I guess they're just kids, though, right? They're just teenagers yeah, I, playing football. I mean, it's it's kind of repulsive. And I'm not sure, like, that if you're, uh, I guess, if you're a college football player, okay, and you're dumb enough to, like, put yourself on Facebook uh, smoking weed, for example, you're probably going to get caught one way or another anyway, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, they can monitor your stuff anyway. Like, I know that... uh, uh, you can protect your accounts on these various uh, sites, but I mean, like you said, there are ways to. I mean, he he catfished. I mean, yeah. maybe 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 some of these guys would be dumb enough to to just get one of the uh, you know one of the the ball boys or one of the equipment managers to be their friend. The coach get the the equipment manager in their back pocket, get them to be their friend on whatever uh, Snapchats or Instagram. Or uh, what else can I throw out there and sound like an old fuddy-duddy? Just by saying that, I think I sound old. Um, uh, I'm going to talk myself into a corner here with this one. These technologies. The point is, he could he could find a better way to do it than catfishing. And, I mean, I don't know. If these guys are really going to be that distracted from their football duties... And I mean, what that he needs to go and, and find out that they're doing that they're like going online and talking to who they perceive to be girls. Um, I don't know what they would be doing instead. Like, it's not like they're doing this out on the football field, you know. So, what does he expect them to be like reading the playbook instead of checking their Twitter feed or whatever? Yeah, I don't. I think he just wants to see like if they're using drugs or. I don't know, yeah, I'm guessing that's it, right? Or what, what else could you be, like, 
uh, close to being raped on Facebook. I mean, what, I don't know what he's looking for. It just seems like it's a sort of invasion of privacy that I wouldn't yeah. be super damn for uh, if I was a, somebody on the team. But on the other hand, that's their prerogative to leave or not accept the spread request. I mean, that's the nature of Facebook in the first place, right? You're dumb that's enough right. to uh, accept somebody's Facebook request, then you have to deal with them you know, spamming you or whatever annoying thing they want to do. That's or right. Or them. That's right. Or just don't go on Facebook at all. That's another thing you could do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we, we mm-hmm. both uh, partake of that notion. That's right. Way to go, Calvin. Thanks, buddy. Okay. I think, I think that, that about wraps it up for tonight. Yes. Yes, it does. We are done. And, uh... Let's see, what, what, which haven't I played yet? Oh, this one. I like the way you work, yeah. Sorry, that was loud. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I hope you've all enjoyed the show tonight. Thank you for listening. We'll have another episode next week. The day after Labor Day. Enjoy your long weekend, everyone. For Calvin Chamberlain, there he is. He's going to say his goodbye as well. I am Matt Rory. Thank you for listening. This is Carlos Whispers. Blah. Good night, everyone. Love to